Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Previously on the Mike Wise Show. I've heard a lot about you. I've listened to podcasts. I, I, I got to say, I, I also saw you in Billions once. And in hindsight, I'm a little disappointed. Mark Cuban got more airtime than you. I know it's bullshit. It's just wrong. I, that's what I thought. I know. I'm such a better actor. It's not even close. You can't even, I mean, he's better on Shark Tank. That was Milwaukee Bucks co-owner Mark Lazary from back in June of 2019 discussing today's guest, Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, whose moral compass points to the North Star. Let's get right to it. But first, Darlene, do your thing. The Mike Wise Show is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Mike Wise Show is hosted by a guy who played basketball atrociously for Hawaii Pacific College, which forced him into journalism. And, oh yeah, he wrote about basketball for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ESPN. He's also a wise-ass, and so are many of his guests. Right, Mike? At a time when the world seems to be spinning out of control, we look for leadership anywhere we can find it. And today's guest, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, has been front and center with wise words and uplifting messages. Welcome to the program, Mark. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah. Before we get serious, I need to tell you that Mark Lazary also appeared on Billions and claims that it was bullshit that Mark Cuban got more FaceTime than he did. I need you to respond to that. That's awful. I'm a better actor. I'm a better actor. (laughs) Just tell him to go watch those eight episodes of Entourage plus the Entourage movie that I was in, season seven. Well, look, um, I was just on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, just my acting skills. People clamor to have me on the TV show. (laughs) This is true. I forgot that you were tight with Vince and the boys for a while. Oh, and let let us not all forget or ever forget Sharknado 3, where I played the president of the United States. That's right. Sharknado 3. I can't imagine. Um, I, the funny thing is, is this is sad. This is a very sad statement about our country right now. But most of America would take you and Sharknado 3 over what we've got in the <laughs> Oval Office. Yeah, you know, and the funny thing was they first offered it to Donald Trump. And, and when he no. hesitated, they came to me and I said yes. And, you know. I did not know. Who knows? Maybe if he had been in Sharknado 3, it would all be different. Wait, wait, wait. When was Sharknado 3 made? This is an incredible 2015. Trivia. What's 2015? 2015. Oh, my God. Uh, at least he would have had some on-the-job training. I mean... <laughs> yeah. You know, me shooting the heads off of sharks, you know, coming out of the sky. Oh, yeah, that was And the best part was Ann Coulter was my vice president. <laughs> Ann Coulter? Yeah, my goodness, that's that's yeah. like that that's like that marriage in uh, Washington. Uh, uh, was, oh, was I know it? you mean Mary. Mary um, 
Oh, and what's and what's his name? James um, Carville. James Carville, yeah, Mary. Carville, yeah, you yeah. Did completely different. Um, we all saw your reaction in real time last week when you got the news about the season being suspended. You know, can you just just describe how you felt in that moment? Oh my gosh, shocked, stunned. Um, you know, just my nature. I was looking at all the possible alternatives going into the game. You know, because we weren't a hundred percent sure we would even play um, the day before. And as it turns out, um, I had a meeting with all the players and coaches right prior to going out in the court. And, and one of the players asked, you know, what are the chances the season gets suspended or post or canceled? And I said, you know, five, maybe 10%. And then boom, you know, midway through the third quarter, you know, the shit hit the fan and I was, I was mm. stunned. As, as everybody was, I think it says something about the power of the NBA, what it's become that really the country took notice, sadly, in some ways, after Rudy Gobert tested positive and the, the furor over Adam Silver suspending the season, that got everybody's attention more than anything a doctor or a public uh, elected public official said the, the, the month and a half before that. And I'm, I'm still blown away. And on, on another level, I'm very proud to be part of a, an NBA family in which players aren't afraid to say they tested positive to ensure that other players uh, know and other citizens know that it's not the end of the world, but, but it can happen to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was unfortunate what happened with Rudy and Donovan and, you know, now 14 players, but you're right. I mean, we, I think Adam sets the tone that we are going to be at the fourth forefront and thought leaders in as many social areas as we can. And plus just the dynamics of social media where you have LeBron James and Steph yeah. and, other people who are, aren't afraid to, you know, really communicate what they're thinking, what they're feeling um, as leaders. And, and so I think all that came together, um, you know, in, in unfortunate circumstances, but at least we, we didn't hold back, right? We were yes. front and center and communicated and let people know that this is serious. And Adam took the incredible step of postponing the season and then everybody followed his lead. And you're right. I mean, that's a tribute yeah. to the NBA. When I first met you, uh, you don't even probably remember, but it was at a Board of Governors meeting in New York, and it was basically they were approving the sale of the Mavericks to you, and you had this <laughs> you had this old school green jacket on, Mavs jacket, uh -huh. and I'm thinking, well, this guy's in an owners meeting and he's in a starter jacket. This is this is too cool, <laughs> and I thought to myself. You know what I love about this guy? He's he, he he's got a little bit of me in him, except for uh, a lot a lot more wealthier and smarter with his money. I, I guess what I would say is you're you're an incredibly social person, not only in getting things done, but you're just one of these people that talk to people and and you know whether it's a cab driver, a server, or a CEO, you really connect. Can you tell us what life in isolation has been like for you and your family? <laughs> Actually, I, I mean, I've got first world problems, right? I've, I've, I've been really fortunate in my life and I've got mm. a great family, great support system. You know, I've got a couple acres here in the backyard I can walk around. And so it, it hasn't been nearly as bad. I mean, my kids are, my kids are 10, 13 and 16. They're going a little mm. stir crazy. Um, sure. But, you know, I, I, I've got nothing to complain about. We've got nothing to complain about. There, there are a lot of people in far worse circumstances and, you know, we're, we're really trying to make a point to help as many of those as we can, and particularly the healthcare workers. I mean, yeah. 
all this that we're going through, they're on the front lines. They're they're the people that were you know the equivalent of those rushing to the, um, the Twin Towers in 9/11, and you know hopefully we can come up with even better ways to support them and help them, and soon hopefully honor them. Well, I should I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, you, Luka Doncic, and Dwight Powell have teamed up to help the medical community to continue to help the Dallas community really deal with the coronavirus. Uh, pandemic the you you donated um uh, along with um luca and dwight and five hundred five hundred thousand to the university of texas southwestern medical center in parkland hospital i you know I, people always say um that oh it's all a write-off it's not all a write-off and it's, no. i know how you are you did it because it was the right thing to do yeah we're not done i mean that that was the first step and we're trying to do things that are leverageable where we can have the greatest impact on the most number of people in the shortest period of time. And so we'll be doing more and more and more. We're, you know, we did a thing yesterday and we'll continue doing it where we're sending food out to people that are doing testing, you know, the drive-through testing. And, you know, we're, we're trying to come up with as many ideas as we can to, to contribute and, and we'll do a lot more. You know, there's, there's an investing phrase and maybe, you know, this is a little bit untoward, but there's an investing state uh, phrase that says when, the best time to invest is when there's blood on the streets, meaning when everything has gone to hell, that's mm. when the best opportunities are. And that's also when people need the most help. And so, you know, we realize, you know, hopefully we don't, we won't see something like this forever in our, in ours or our children's lifetimes. And, but we are where we are. And because of that, we have to recognize these are unique circumstances and we have to do unique things. And, and mm. so the whole organization um, from from me all the way through is really looking for ways we can help. Have have any of the Mavs players or staffers tested positive? Um, I can't talk about any of that stuff sure. for HIPAA reasons. Um, right. But I think, like we just mentioned, the NBA has been very forthcoming. So if somebody had, you would know. Yeah. Have you have you been tested? Am I allowed to ask? Yeah. No, you're not allowed to ask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's another HIPAA violation on my yeah. part. Um, That's okay. Yeah, no. Well, I, I I bring part of it up because some in politics and the media have been pretty harsh about NBA players being tested for COVID nineteen because uh, why can't the regular person get that thought uh, test? And uh, all, what all I your... can tell you is all I can tell you is nobody in our organization or in any of my companies has asked for special treatment for any reason, at least mm -hmm. up to this point in time. But that said, if I had one of our folks that cut, you know we thought was at risk or caught it, I'd go to the ends of the earth to try to help them. Right. Yeah, I'm I'll, not above. Yeah, I'm not above trying to, you know, play the don't you know who I am card to try to help somebody. Sure. And part of me thinks that, you know, that that when Rudy Gobert tests positive, uh, that's a blessing in disguise to the nation. Uh, they, oh, yeah. they, when they talk when they talk about super spreaders, people that travel a lot are in in all kinds of contacts with fans, autographs. It doesn't matter whether you're at the bus getting on the team bus or in a hotel lobby, you run into people that want to meet you. And I think yep. that in that way, I think that it's just, it was just smart logic, good Absolutely. public health reasons to get him tested. I mean, I, I went to take a walk last week and, you know, there were, I, you see other people and everybody kind of gives everybody the, the, the side eye, right? Like I see you, but I'm not coming close. Right. But, but I have people running up to me, people honking their horns and stopping the cars you know, to try to get out and take pictures. And so you're exactly right. I mean, somebody who's a celebrity like NBA players are, um, 
or any celebrity for that matter, where people want to connect and touch and take pictures and everything, it, it increases the risk. And, and so it's smart that they came out and said something, and it's smart that they were tested. Do you feel the qualities we learned in sports, such as teamwork, sacrifice, mental toughness, all, all the things that anybody played the game at any level are, are going to be important factors in helping our society survive and eventually get past this? Yeah, I mean, look, we have to come together as a community. This is not, you know, we can turn to the government for certain things, but the yeah. reality is when you talk about social distancing, when you talk about, you know, the impact of quarantining the um, individuals, um, families, um, kids, whatever it may be, that's not something that, that you can turn to the government. That's something where we have to help each other and be supportive and communicate. And, you know, we're lucky that we live in an, an era of social media because, you know, imagine if we didn't have social media and all of us could only watch TV and read books. We'd really be going crazy. Oh. And so we have so many new tools to connect now that I think, you know, to your point, you know, sports and teamwork and communicating and, you know, people taking leadership roles. Those are all those are all traits that we pick up from sports. And, I, and I'll tell you, Mike, I think mm -hmm. sports is going to lead the way out of this. There will be a light at the end of the tunnel. We will get through this. I think it'll probably happen sooner than some people think. And when it starts to happen, you know, the NBA will probably be the first ones playing games. There, there may not be fans in the, in the stadium or the arena, but when we do, I guarantee you, everybody, NBA fans or otherwise, is going to have their TV turned on, ready, willing, and excited to root for their favorite team. And yeah. just like we rally around our teams during a big playoff run or, you know, there's no other, there's no other business in the world where, you know, they, no one throws a, um, a parade if Apple has a great quarter or a year. But when your team wins a championship or when your team is on a run through the playoffs, the entire city, the entire state oh. is on fire. Everybody wants to know and be part of it and connect. And <clears throat> we'll see that when we come out of this thing with all sports teams and, and with the NBA leading the way because we happen to be in season. Um, I think sports are really going to be a way for us to re-energize the country, reignite our, you know, our – spirit and and really play an important seminal role in moving forward. I'm completely with you. And I've seen it happen, whether it was Hurricane Katrina, whether yeah. it was Mich Michigan State going to the Final Four that year that basically Detroit had gone through every kind of imaginable yep. bankruptcy. And and yeah, I've seen sports lift up communities and well, just the Washington Capitals winning in DC here a couple of years ago. And but I look at I look at that and I think to myself all the things that that this that this world can do that this league can do. Um, I the, oh I was going to ask you this the, one of the reasons I had you on because I saw I watched the Mark uh, the Chris Cuomo interview and I thought you had a great point. If you could just um, expound on it, what advice do you have for small business owners facing such dire financial uh, circumstances right now? You know. This is obviously unique for every small business, and it's a conversation I've had with as many of my Shark Tank companies as I could. Yeah. You know, every small business has in the back of their mind, the entrepreneur in the back of their mind says, you know, if I only had a minute, if I only had, you know, a day or a week, um, this is what I would change. This is what I'd reformulate. This is what I get a redo on. And now's the time to do it, right? Now's the time to make those changes. That's part one. Part two, you want to be able to communicate with your potential customers and your future customers. Mm -hmm. Everybody is freaked out. Everybody. And so the more normal conversations you have, the better. 
And the same with your employees. They're freaked out. The bots yeah. are freaked out. Managers are freaked out. And so it's an opportunity to connect. And so for small business, you have to just say, you know what? This is selling time. This is an opportunity for me to really work with my employees, work with my prospects, work with my customers. And even though some of them are going to say, you know, I can't deal with this right now, there are going to be those that can. And it's also a chance. So many people are not working to work with the creative community, you know, and they might not, you might not be in a position to pay them, but even so they're probably in a position to, to work for free or work on the comm so that you pay them in the future to come up with new creative opportunities because we will come out of this. And those mm. small businesses that really work hard to prepare for that moment will be ready when things start to turn around. So for small businesses, this is this, you know, you hate to say it given the circumstances, but this is a unique opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity to, to try to get ahead of the game if you can. Now, all that said, it's hard. Right? Oh, yeah. it's, it's hard to hit payroll. And hopefully the government programs we keep on reading about will happen. And I strongly recommend that every company get in line and start um, applying for a small business administration loan right now. Go to SBA.gov and apply, even if you weren't. Um, eligible in the past, you may be eligible going forward. So get in line and apply right now. I love that advice because that's real world stuff. And 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 if if people could just delay the layoffs and 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 basically getting rid of the half of their work staff before they at least see if they have a yeah, chance look, for that. Exactly. And look, if you talk to your employees and say, look, I got no money, right? I got nothing coming in. I'm just trying to survive. You know, how can we work this out? You know, and, and part of it is employees want to say, well, now I can go on, on public assistance and, and get help from the government. And that's true. But, you know, hopefully we'll get the, the thousand dollar plus checks and families will have some money coming in. Um, but even even if you have to furlough somebody or lay somebody off, have it worked out, you know, how you how you're able to bring them back, you know, have them work out so that if X, Y and Z happen, you'll bring them back on the payroll so that there's some level of certainty because that's what kills everybody, the stress and the uncertainty yes. of everything. And if everybody can just try to communicate as best they can, you're not going to eliminate. I mean, people are just going to be stressed out of their minds no matter what, um, like we all are. Yeah. Um, but the more you communicate, the the better people feel and the better chance you'll have for being ready when things turn. You were one of the first, very first owners to act on behalf of your hourly workers and staffers in financial need. I, I love going to NBA arenas because all the time I was a beat writer and all the time I spent at Capital One in Washington, you get to know these people. They're almost yep. like part of your family and you know their names, not just by their name tags, but you go, hey, Kevin, what's going on? You know, Xavier, exactly. what's up? And it, what are the, some of the, any of the stories you've heard about the hardships they face? I mean, they're, they're like everybody else. I mean, if you go from life is great, you know, I, I've got my life under control to, oh, shit, what just happened? How could this happen? It's like a bad movie. How am I going to pay my bills? I mean, every single person, there, there are, what, 80 million people that get paid by the hour? That's mm -hmm. at least 80 million people and their families and the people that they're responsible to that are just freaked out right now. And and so, you know, when all this hit and I, you know, it was just by happenstance that the Mavs happened to be the last game and I got interviewed and asked about it. That was, you know, one of the first things that crossed my mind was how are we going to take care of the, these people? And, you know, we I decided there and then that we were going to play, play. and actually we, we'd already had the discussion, should this happen, what would we do? But um, 
you know, I, I finalized right there and then in my mind that we were going to pay all the hourly employees as if these games were being played. And, that, and that's what we've done. And fortunately, a lot of NBA and professional teams have followed suit and, and other companies as well. And, and so hopefully, you know, we'll get back to normal soon enough that everybody will be able to continue to be paid. A couple more with uh, Mark Cuban. Adam Silver floated the idea of an exhibition game to help with morale for sports fans. Your thoughts on that? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Anything to really energize people and get them excited. And, you know, other than watching Shark Tank Friday nights on ABC, what can be better (laughs) than watching? (laughs) And we have like eight new episodes coming. Right. So, you know, keep so we've got plenty to keep you entertained. But other than watching Shark Tank, what can be better than watching the the best players in the NBA? Right. Uh, Provided they all test negative. Uh, right. Well, yeah, uh, but, obviously, yeah. But, but, but the, now, just for lo- logistical purposes, I know, what do you do with Shark Tank? Do you suspend filming? Uh, has there been a memo no, we that filmed, gone ours are, ours are already in the can. So we filmed. Oh, uh, good. We were done filming in September. So they're already in the can. And we actually have some unsold episodes that they can bring out and probably will. Um, and then hopefully we'll be ready to go start, start shooting again and everything will be back to normal in June. But, yeah, our... Uh, you know, people are watching the show. It's something to do. And it's probably one of the few family shows that everybody in the in the family unit can sit down and watch together and have fun watching. And plus, you know, the other the other great thing about Shark Tank, particularly in this period of time with all that's going on, we want people to be excited about being entrepreneurs. You know, there's good people who lose their jobs. You know, some percentage of them are going to want to start their own company when we come out of this. And, you know, hopefully Shark Tank inspires them to do so. Well, I, I've looked at Shark Tank and, and with, I'm not going to blow smoke, but my wife watches it and she gives me hard, she gives me a hard time every week. She's like, honey, you need to get on there and sell your baked <laughs> goods. You really can. You, can bake, you got baked goods, Mike? What kind yeah, of baked I, 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 I make this granola and this uh, and these cookies like you wouldn't believe. And I just don't. But I don't One, you know me. So you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, go in on it. Lori Griner might. Uh, Bar- Barbara, well, get, your ass, get your ass in gear. You know, people need food dropped off and delivered. You know, you know what? That's exactly what I did this uh, two days ago. A woman in D.C., God bless her. She literally uh, starts it from out of her church, says, I'm in my 30s. I'm much less likely if I get it to be a fatality. I'm going to get a volunteer program to bring people that are shut in that cannot leave their house. And I did something the other night. Now, I thought she was going to pay me, but she just kept looking at me and saying, thank God, thank God for you. I just said, I, I, it's okay. Take it. Hey, once they get to the third, thank God, there's no way you can ask money. <laughs> for money. Exactly. And it's and you know this. Like One thing I like about you, and for that matter, Ted Leonsis, the double bottom line, like there's nothing like making money for someone like you and seeing that you made a good investment or you did something really smart that that uh, turned profit over. But you also have this double bottom line, the charitable bottom line that you really you really think about giving back. And I think that if, if anybody, whether you have nothing or everything, when you do that, it's better than ever. It's better than going to buy something for yourself because you really yep. do feel good. Yep. So. Exactly right. I mean, hey, like I said, these are unique circumstances that we hopefully never, ever see again. And it's time for people to step up, those who can. Because the other thing I'll tell you is not all businesses are suffering. I mean, just go into a grocery store. Yeah. You know, just go try to buy certain products. Those companies are killing it. Um, I've got some some of my Shark Tank companies that sell things that, you know, fit people's, you know, 
hibernating in their homes. And those companies are just doing so well. And those companies, you know, when they say, well, what can they do? Who should they donate to? I'm like, don't worry about donating. Hire people to, to fill the needs because people need jobs now. And mm. the best way you can spend your money is by hiring people. And final two, do you, are you bothered like I am by when I see Republican senators leave a meeting in which they're informed about the severity of the coronavirus and, and all of a sudden they, they move their stocks around? Because I yeah. remember, though, no, I, go ahead. Because I remember when you were, you, you, you were, you were uh, on the, um, on the hot button for that. And I sent you an email. Yep. And I said, that's BS. I know who you are. Yep. And of course you were cleared. But I look yep. at like, I look at some of these people and I go, it just seems like ethics violations. Yeah. You know, is it the right thing to do? No. But you, look, put yourself in their shoes. The, right. You know, chances are they're not wealthy. I mean, they're wealthier than most, right? If they're selling a million dollar plus of stock, but they're freaked out about their future as well. They're freaked out just as much as we are. And so I'm, you know, Right now, everybody's dealing with imperfect information. And so whether it's I'm not a fan of the president's, but I'm not going to throw darts at him right now because everybody's in a unique set of a unique situation that they've never seen before doing the best they can. And so now is not the time to dump on people. Now is the time to say, okay, we are where we are. How can we fix it? How can we move forward? How can we make this better when we get on the other side? And how can we, you know, be realistic but positive? And, you know, there'll be plenty of time come November to, to dump on people. But, you know, right now it's, you know, whatever, right? There, there are bigger, better things and more important things to worry about. Um, so, yeah. you know what? I don't care about that stuff, honestly. You know, yeah. is what it is. Let, let's focus on more important things. Yeah. Uh, and I'd also be remiss if I didn't thank you for your parents and the house you grew up in. One of the people I've found a really interesting um, that I've never met in person, but your brother, Brian, really yeah. inspired me to write about my own messed up childhood when I was a kid and all wow. the things that I went through. And he's just, a, and uh, when he sends me this thing, he goes, if you're going to talk to Mark, he said, tell him that we played a lot of nerd whiff, nerf wiffle ball. And this was yep. a big thing in our house. Is this true? <laughs> yes. 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 That's Absolutely. great. Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely. and he mentioned that this is cool. He said, during a newspaper strike, you and your buddies drove to Cleveland bought yep. papers and brought them back to Pittsburgh to sell. Yeah, we bought them for a quarter, sold them for a buck. Yep. I mean, that filled up. Yep. Absolutely true. And he also said you taught him a lot about entrepreneurship, taking uh, taking you him out to uh, the driveway oh, to shovel sales. snow. Yeah. <laughs> I was always <laughs> hustling. I always had a sign. Yeah. All right. got dragged and along a lot. Are you going to run for president ever? Um, doubt it. Okay. I figured you got, you got too good a life and it's just such a headache and you can do your own good on the side. Hey, after all this though, it it, it all may be different. So we'll see. And yeah, last one. What do you think we are going to learn about our society when the dust settles and we take stock of how we handled this crisis? We're a lot more compassionate than we thought we were, you know, Hmm. that we care about each other more than we expected to do to, um, and that we, we are resilient that we will bounce back, we will be stronger, um, and we'll learn from this. And so, you know, you hate to have a tragedy. It's almost like the co- when Kobe died. You know, mm. people came together and people were closer and people that didn't even know each other said, I love you to each other and hugged each other. You know, I think it, it'll be that times 10 where we recognize that we came through something that was very difficult together. And, you know, if we continue to stay together that, you know, this country can be, will be even better. And so mm-hmm. I, I, you know, hopefully we'll turn this 
huge negative into a positive. Hey, man, bless you and your family. Thank you for the time. And uh, and anything you need on my end, I know I, I have a platform not as big as some of the people you know, but I, I can I can do what I can. And uh, shoot, my TV station in D.C., who knows if they even ex- extend my contract. So I'll work for free for you if you need. Okay, I appreciate that, Mike. That's nice. Um, you're my best to your family and stay safe, man. I will. I Social will. Peace, distancing. Mark. Social distancing. All right, and I am <laughs> okay. going to talk to Lazary, and we will. We when the when the show when the billions resumes, you will get more air time there as well. <laughs> you All got right. it. All right, All right thanks, buddy. Mike. See you, Take care, see Mark. Bye. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Man, wasn't that great? Thank you to this week's guest, Dallas Mavericks owner and shoot philanthropist Mark Cuban for taking time away from his busy schedule to spend some time with us. Mark has demonstrated leadership and wisdom for many years, but his uplifting actions and words during the current crisis are appreciated more than ever. Thanks also to my dedicated producer, and I mean that, Bruce Bernstein, who watches Shark Tank faithfully every week. I think he has a crush on Lori Griner, but I'm not going to say that on iron. Our editor is Ben Wolfen, and we thank him for all his hard work. Although there are no games for a while, we at Pure Hoops Media will continue to keep you company with our five weekly shows as we pull together and share stories of how we are dealing with the crisis and working together to get through it. You should also check out the most recent episode of the Pure Hoops podcast with B.J. Armstrong and Eric Newman. Their guest is former referee Bob Delaney, who is an expert on PTSD and has wise words for all of us who are extra stressed right now. Our other shows are Full Court Press with Fanta and Adams, Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin, and Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with my friend Monica McNutt. I'll be back next week with another episode of The Mike Wise Show, and I'm going to leave you with this thought. Pray for your fellow citizens around the country and around the world. Add an extra prayer for the brave healthcare workers and first responders. Treat each other like cherished teammates. Follow the guidelines about social distancing. Don't be a hoarder and wash your hands. Take care, everyone, and please stay safe. Oh, and by the way, it's Lori Grenier, not Lori Griner. What am I thinking? I'm sorry, Lori. Love you, Bruce. <laughs> the Mike Wise Show used to be called The Wise Ass Show, but it remains a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.